Things are obviously not going great for the Hoosier football team in the Big Ten, but are they the worst program in the conference? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily IU podcast. We're part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Free and available anywhere you guys get podcasts, including over on YouTube. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. I want to thank FanDuel for being the sponsor of today's episode, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We spent Friday's episode talking about uh, I, IU and their basketball program, where that ranks in the Big Ten. We're going to spend today talking about the football program. Uh, for those that did not listen on Friday, you can go back and listen after this. Everydayers will certainly have caught Friday's episode. But at Locked On, we did a poll for all of the Big Ten uh, podcasts, ranking a number of things including a lot of them being football-related because IU is the outlier when it comes to football in the conference. So we have a lot of rankings that, that came back about football from the, where the programs rank, coaches, offenses, defenses, uh, fan bases, quarterbacks, everything like that. We're going to go through them today and kind of look at some hard truths about where IU football is right now. Let's start with some of the big ones. Uh the first poll is rank all 14 Big Ten football programs for 2023. Predictably, IU is near the bottom, although maybe a little surprisingly not all the way at the bottom. They come in at number 12. The or Northwestern is number 13. Rutgers is number 14. So fortunately, uh, the Hoosiers play one of those teams next season and similarly Purdue is one spot above them in number 11 so IU will get some chances to play some of these fellow really bad programs but Indiana all the way down at number 12 Michigan was one Ohio State was two Penn State was three thank god the Big Ten East is done after this season because you know all of those guys are on the Hoosier schedule Iowa is four and Wisconsin is five. Whoop-de-doo, we get to play Wisconsin as well. So four of the top five teams in the conference are on the Hoosier schedule. Oh, I am so over the Big Ten East. I will complain about it for one more year. Then it is done. For those that missed the discussion on Big Ten football scheduling, that was last Monday's episode. You can go listen to that, but... The the conference or excuse me the divisions are done. IU has some protected or a protected rivalry. Some two play opponents being Maryland and Michigan State. Maryland this year is number seven. Michigan State is number ten. Look, things aren't good for IU football right now. Um, maybe a small glimmer of optimism with I I, I don't even. I mean, the transfer portal has been good. We've talked about that this spring. Taven Jackson brings a level of excitement to the program. You have Jalen Lucas, who has been a preseason All-American, 
in a number of places that we've discussed throughout the spring. But ultimately, there's not a ton of reasons to be optimistic about IU football right now. You have to have a lot of kind of hope and un like this level of optimism that IU hasn't warranted in ever. The last time we got optimistic about IU football, they were abysmal in 2021. So I'm not going there. I'm not going to be the one that has this insane level of optimism. 12 seems about right. If I'm being honest, I, I was surprised they weren't last. I'm pretty certain I ranked them last in this. It's hard not to. Uh, I mean, you can say Rutgers is worse. Rutgers beat us. Like uh, Northwestern is, I mean, they've had at least have some highs to trade with their lows. It'd be hard to rank them below us. This is right about where I had IU ranked. It, it, there's kind of a group of teams. I think Purdue, IU, Northwestern, Rutgers are all kind of in that bottom four and deserve to be ranked together in some order. Honestly, I I could understand any order of those four being ranked at the bottom of the big 10. And then when it comes to coaches, what a fall, I don't, I don't want to say fall from grace because that's typically associated with something bad happening, but Tom Allen comes in at number 13. If you'd have done this poll after the 2020 season, he's what fourth, maybe behind Harbaugh, Ryan day, James Franklin. I, he may even be above Frank uh, Franklin. I'm not sure. He was so, so much higher than where he is now. He has nobody to blame but himself for that. We've spoke ad nauseum about all of the self-inflicted wounds that the Hoosiers have had over the last couple seasons to put them in the position that they're at right now. And if it wasn't for the extension Tom Allen signed that had some pretty hefty buyouts when he, or after that 2020 season, he would probably be gone right now. He's earned, he earned a lot of goodwill because of that 2020 season and it's gone. All that goodwill is gone. He's only around right now because I, maybe not only I'm trying to think a good chunk of the reason he's around right now is because it would cost him $20 million to buy out his contract. And they're not doing that. They're never going to do that. I'm not even sure they would do the, I think it's roughly $7 million after this year. I'm not certain they would even do that. It's going to have to come down even more. So what a fall he's had. Jim Harbaugh comes in at number one, Ryan day two, Brett Bielemund three, the Hoosiers beat them last season at Illinois, James Franklin four, Luke fickle debuts at number five in this poll. I'm pretty sure I had Luke fickle third. The Hoosiers saw him firsthand the last two seasons how good those Cincinnati teams were I my list was Harbaugh Day Fickle Franklin Bielema I had Tom Allen a little bit higher than some of these because there are some first year guy Ryan Walters is the bottom deservedly at Purdue you have Greg Schiano, Mike Loxley Mel Tucker um Pat Fitzgerald a lot of these guys most all those guys I mentioned have been around, but I don't know that many of them are in a great situation right now. It seems everybody is leaving Michigan state. There's something going on there. So I still have Tom Allen pretty low. I think I put him over Greg Schiano maybe, but again, 
he Rutgers beat IU. Like I know this isn't strictly a head to head thing, but it's hard to rank them over IU or rank IU over them because they've had our numbers. So uh, that's about where Tom Allen, I think should be as frustrating as it is. And especially when you look at the only guy below him is a first year head coach. So if Ryan Walters comes in and performs well, and Tom Allen keeps on the trajectory he's been on, then boom, you're down to the bottom. And again, it's self-inflicted wounds. There's nothing, uh, Nothing he can really blame it on other than himself, that being Tom Allen. So this is going to be a kind of a dismal podcast because those were two of the rankings IU was higher in. There, There's going to be a lot of dead last coming up in the rankings we talk about. We'll dive into the rest of them here in a moment. First, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing. There is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today as a Reds fan. No better time to, to jump in on the fun. If you're an NL central fan, which I'm sure most people listening to this are, we can point and laugh at the Cardinals together if you're a Cardinals fan, I'm pointing and laughing at you right now. You'll probably be back before the season's over, but I'm going to point and laugh a little bit because the Reds have been in that cellar for long enough. The Reds are a ton of fun right now. Baseball is a lot of fun. If you guys are enjoying it, don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Big thanks to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Every day is Wednesday on the show. We're going to get you prepped for the NBA draft and talk about mock drafts, where Trace, where Jalen Huchifino are going to go, maybe some best fits for them. We'll get you all set for that. Locked On's NBA Mock Draft Special is also here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Jalen Huchifino was drafted in that. I don't believe Trace was. But you guys can go listen. Listen to where Jalen Huchifino was taken. Uh, I might have a cameo in there. You'll have to to tune in to find out. But you can get a... a as detailed of as a mock draft as you're going to get Isaac shade, our friend over at locked on college basketball, locked on Tar Heels was on there as well. Let's look at some offenses in the big 10 and where the Hoosiers ranked right now, before I give you your ranking, where would you rank? I use offense heading into 2023. I'll tell you, Michigan is one Ohio state is two. I think I'm pretty sure I had those flipped around. Penn State, three. Maryland, four. Wisconsin, five. It seems about right. I think the top two are a bit separated from everyone else. I'm a big uh, Talia Tagovailoa fan, so I had Maryland third, uh, Penn State fourth, though Drew Allaire could be the real deal and, and take them up above Maryland. And then I think there might be a little bit of a gap to Wisconsin just because I mean, ultimately, it is Luke Fickle's first year, and 
there is an adjustment process. We don't entirely know, but Wisconsin is Wisconsin, and we know how they typically play. So we'll see how that goes. The Hoosiers come in at dead last. That's not going to be a shock. They are 14th in Big Ten offenses for next season. That's what happens when you have a new quarterback coming in. I mean, Jalen Lucas is really good, but he's earned all those preseason All-American honors as a kick returner. He's electric. He's exciting. He's fun. He's not someone that got the ball in his hands enough or a lot last season offensively. So it's hard to like consider him into this. Even if they did, I don't know how much higher it would go. And then you have a lot of unanswered questions at receiver. Is Cam Camper going to be healthy? Is Donovan McCauley going to make an impact this year? He made a very small one last year. Any of the transfers coming in, are they going to make impacts? And then I think the biggest question of all is the offensive line going to be, I was going to say good. They don't need to be good. Are they going to be like average serviceable, not letting teams sprint to the quarterback to sack him because that's what they've been the last two seasons. And we've talked on and on and on ad nauseum. The offensive line is bad. It really doesn't matter what else is going on offensively. It's not going to work. So is the offensive line fix? Is it going to be good? When you have that many questions, basically ranging every skill position, you're going to end up 14th in the Big Ten. It's hard to really argue otherwise. Rutgers is just above them in 13th, Northwestern 12th, Michigan State 11th, and they're replacing their quarterback kind of last minute. So it's just a lot of these other places don't have quite as many questions. I think there's um, there's potential. Uh, a decently high ceiling for IU offensively but again it's a lot of this kind of level of optimism that you have to display in them that they haven't earned IU's gonna have to go out there and prove it a bit that they can do things offensively it's not a particularly hard picture to paint where you could see Taven Jackson showing these flashes they get the ball to Jalen Lucas more the offensive line is just literally if they're just all right that will feel like a night and day improvement and then cam campers back healthy donovan mccauley finally gets some traction going some of these uh transfer wide receivers hit again like they did last year and you have some of the makings of what would be a, a decent offense but that was a lot of ifs and ifs and maybes and uh, hypotheticals i laid out that if they don't happen, IU is going to be the worst offense in the Big Ten. To that point, Taven Jackson, he's one of a number of new quarterbacks taking over in the Big Ten. Ranking Big Ten quarterbacks was particularly hard because I didn't really know a lot of the names. Nobody really knows a lot of these names. I should say I think I put IU somewhere around – I didn't have them bottom in terms of offense because I do think some of those things, those hypotheticals I said will happen. I don't think they'll be the worst offense in the big 10, but you can't reasonably rank them above like maybe 12th. I think I had them over Northwestern and Rutgers. It's hard to really rank them above that. And with the quarterbacks, JJ McCarthy was number one. That was easy for me. I had Talia Tagovailoa as number two. 
And then Drew Allaire, three, and Kyle McCord, four. Allaire and McCord, I think, could be switched, however you, whatever personal preference you have. McCarthy and Tagaviola, I think, are, I mean, to me, and this isn't the case, I thought those two were kind of separated as a top two. I put a little bit more weight on kind of experience and having done it. I put McCarthy one, Tagaviola two, Alaire and McCord three and four, and Cade McNamara five. And I think those are your pretty clear top five. When it came to the overall rankings, though, it was a little bit different. So McCarthy was one, Alaire was two, Tagaviola was three, Kyle McCord at Ohio State is four, Alaire is at Penn State, Drew Alaire, he was two, and Cade McNamara now at Iowa is five. So. I think it's those five in some order. J.J. McCarthy probably first. After that, it's just kind of whatever personal preference, however you weight certain things and whatnot. Tanner Mordecai, he's a new face at Wisconsin. Hudson Card, new face at Purdue. That's six and seven. Luke Altmyer, new face at Illinois is eight. Jeff Sims, we saw a little bit at Nebraska last season. The Hoosiers did. He's nine. Minnesota has a new quarterback. I'm not even going to be able to pronounce his name. He's 10. Noah Kim at Michigan State. He's new. He's 11. Taven Jackson at Indiana. He's new. He's 12. Ben Bryant at Northwestern. He's 13. Rutgers doesn't even have a starting quarterback. He is 14. So Taven Jackson comes in at number 12 in just a run of almost entirely from 6 to 14. There is one returning quarterback in there in Jeff Sims. I don't really know how you separate them other than guys that you project might be better or have a certain skill set or come from a a program where they had success or uh, things like that. It's anybody's guess, I think, in a lot of that. We'll see. I I have high hopes for Taven Jackson. I think he can be really good. I think there's a scenario where he's a top six, seven quarterback by the end of this season in the Big Ten. But again, right now, he's somebody who basically didn't take any snaps last season and transferred out. So it's a lot of projection right now. And the Hoosiers haven't really earned the benefit of the doubt in that regard. So he comes in at number 12. He actually isn't even named the starting quarterback, but like... I'd be stunned if he transferred from Tennessee here and isn't the starting quarterback. Officially, he's not going to be named until, like, kickoff against Ohio State. I would be really, really surprised. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really, really surprised if he's not the starting quarterback. Let's wrap this up talking defenses and fan bases. A, a little bit of a, a different one to finish this off. Where the Hoosiers rank in both of those. We'll do that here in one moment. it's hard to really look at any of these rankings and not picture IU as one of the worst teams in them. Big 10 defenses for next season. Again, where would you rank Indiana as I kind of reveal these rankings? Iowa comes in at number one. That's fair. They were a really good defense last year. They were just, their defense was their best offense. So uh, they come in at one. Michigan two, both I think is fair. Ohio State three. Penn State 4, Wisconsin 5, Illinois 6, despite losing a couple of guys to the NFL draft, um, and then it's 
gets a little bit murkier. Michigan State 7, Minnesota 8, Northwestern 9, Purdue 10, Maryland 11, Nebraska 12, Rutgers 13. Yeah, IU is dead last at 14th, and I put IU dead last at 14th. They were a bad defense last year, and they replaced a number of guys and had a lot of people leave, like veterans, senior leaders, upperclassmen leave that were important. Tywin Mullen, Cam Jones, both those guys being gone. Uh, that will hurt. That'll be hard to replace. And it's hard not to put Indiana 14th. There's optimism there. Again, that's the word I keep using in projection and like how things could turn out well, but you're guessing, you're hoping. Andre Carter is somebody that there's a lot of buzz about. Not just even in the, within kind of IU's camp within the big 10, within college football circles, he's going to be good. He's one guy on a defensive line linebackers. There's holes to replace. The secondary was woeful last season and they have a number of uh, faces. They have to replace as well. Um, There's just so many question marks you have about this defense that out of everything that has kind of plummeted under Tom Allen, I think the defense has been the one that's been most shocking because that was Tom Allen's calling card before he was even head coach. He was the defensive coordinator and completely reshaped the defense and they were incredible. And that was when he first got here, they were incredible after not being very good. And even his first year as a head coach, they were incredible. When IU was really good in the pandemic season, the defense was incredible. They have fallen off a cliff, like in a drastic way, the last couple seasons. Even last year, I thought the secondary was going to be good, and they were woeful for much of the season. The defensive line hasn't had anything for years. Again, Andre Carter, the transfer from Western Michigan, I believe, uh, it's one of those directional Michigan schools that I get uh, mixed up all the time, but he's someone that is going to come in and kind of anchor that defensive line, but he alone can't change it. So are the Hoosiers, he is from Western Michigan, are the Hoosiers going to have enough other guys that'll be able to change that again, that's projection. So it's been really frustrating and surprising to see how bad I, the defense has gotten for IU under Tom Allen. It's I don't think it's possible to rank them higher than 14th. Like, I was a bad defensive unit last year, and a number of guys left. We'll see. I laid out some possibilities for how it gets better, but there aren't even, like, names you can project in the secondary and in uh, the linebacking core. I mean, there are some guys that are going to stand out and – be some of those senior leaders and things like that. But there's so much they have to replace. Uh, Miles Jackson, I think, could be good in that linebacking core. Obviously, you have uh, Aaron Casey returning as one of the leaders. But it, it, there's just so much, so many openings that you have to fill, especially that secondary. Like, no, Pierre will be good, but... You have a lot of snaps you have to replace with starting level cornerbacks 
it could be ugly next season. I have a lot less optimism about the defense than I do about the offense, which isn't great. And there's a lot more questions there. The last one was rank all 14 Big Ten fan bases. I interpreted this as just football. It doesn't say that. The rankings come back interpreting that, which is, I use dead last in this. If this was, if this wasn't just football, they wouldn't be dead last. There wasn't any indication that this was football, but the way the, the poll went up to this point, all of the questions were football related. So I think all of us just interpreted this as football. So football fan bases, IU is dead last and that's inarguable. Like. Memorial Stadium was not really selling out when IU was good. It, it, it came at a really tricky time because obviously IU was good when the pandemic happened. But IU was kind of fighting to get people to to come to the games and stay through halftime, which is a wild set, uh, statement, even at the beginning of the 2021 season and even into last year when they were decent at the beginning of the year. It's just, I mean, like, IU doesn't have enough tradition in football for that to, for for fans to get excited. They have a much longer tradition of falling on their faces in embarrassing and humiliating fashion, which is what they've largely done since that pandemic season. So fans aren't giving them the benefit of the doubt and going to these games. So IU's dead last. I don't think it's particularly close with anyone else. Maryland was second to last then Rutgers, then Purdue. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. Nebraska was one, and that's who I voted as one. Ohio State was two. Again, I voted that. Iowa third, I voted that. Penn State fourth is what I had. They had them fifth behind Wisconsin and then Michigan and Michigan State. Those top five are what I had with Penn State uh, switch with Wisconsin, and that seems fair. I was, like, taken away. Just compare the situations. Last year, Nebraska stunk. IU went there. It was a winnable game. And Nebraska had a sold-out stadium with a wild atmosphere, and that helped them win the game. That wouldn't have happened at IU. So that's, that's several levels different. Now, if this was basketball, I don't know that you could argue anyone other than IU at number one. Purdue would be up there, maybe second, probably second. Michigan State would be up there as well. But I think IU would be far and away, number one, when if it came to basketball. And as I'm, I'm kind of looking at the names to see who would even be close, I don't know that anybody would be close. Purdue would be, but I think IU is levels above that, so... It's wild, the dichotomy, but I mean, you have a football program that's been miserable for most of its existence and a basketball program that's been great at times, best in the, they have national titles. So it's not surprising. It's just always such a, a, a wild difference between the two. They're dead last in football. They deserve to be, they would be far and away first at basketball, I think, and they deserve to be. There's nobody else in the Big Ten that happens. There's very few places in the country, colleges in the country, where it would be like that. You're talking like Duke, 
Kentucky probably, although Kentucky football has been good the last couple of seasons. Um, Kansas, like it's a very short, very specific list. And Kansas football was good last year as well. So it's a very short, very specific list where you get schools that could even manage it. I use very unique for better or for worse in that regard, but they do come in dead last in, in football and it's hard to argue it. A lot of you guys don't even like when I talk football and I mean, that's not a, a dig at anybody. That's just the nature of what IU fans want. That's why more often than not, I talk about IU recruiting and basketball than anything football related. IU football had a, a quarterback battle in the spring and we mentioned it maybe once you got, I, I would much rather talk about, and you guys would much rather hear about recruiting updates for IU basketball. And that's just the nature of these things. And, and I'm fine with that. So let me know what you think was, were any of these rankings way off? Would you rank IU any differently? Let me know in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know on Twitter. If you're, uh, listening to the podcast or put it in a review over on iTunes and I'll read those out. I, I, I look at the iTunes reviews every day. If you guys have a question, if you have something you want uh, discussed on the podcast, let me know, let me know over there. And I will, I read those reviews and we can discuss it. So head over there, give us a five-star review, put a rating in with a review and we'll, we'll discuss what you guys want to hear on the podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Every day is Wednesday on the show. We'll get you prepared for the NBA draft. It takes place on Thursday, so we're closing in on that. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave that rating and review. You guys know how much all of that helps. Most importantly, though, as always, guys, I hope your Monday is well in LEO.